Have you been looking to take your life to that next level? To live the life that lights you up inside? Well, this is the place to be. My name's Rachel Chamley. I'm a mindset and manifesting coach, and this is my Manifesting Straight Talk podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Chamley, and this week I'm going to be talking to you about that ego that lives inside of all of our minds and how it affects us. Now, if you listened to last week's, you might have heard that I talked about we are the sum of the five people we spend our most time with. And I went into the microphone visualization that helps you take your power back when you are around them negative people. And we talked about having these people in your life that often just want to pull you down. It can be quite soul sucking. They can really drain your energy and that is where you need to protect yourself from these people and often not let them have a voice on what you're doing in your life. Now, that sounds like common sense, doesn't it? But it can be really hard, especially when we're dealing with people we care about. And it got me thinking because the biggest problem we all face is actually that voice inside our own heads. So if you haven't listened to last week's podcast around how to protect yourself from other people, go back and listen to that one because that is going to help you. But today I want to talk about that voice inside your head. Now, I used to listen to the voice inside my head and think it was gospel. I used to think, well, that's me. That's my advice. That's what I need to pay attention to. Obviously, that is telling me that because it it's right, it's true. Everything I think inside my mind is true, isn't it? No. (laughs) And it took me a while to figure this out, but actually, no. Everything we think is not true. In fact, it has absolutely no truth in it. When you think about our own thoughts, they're made up from years of conditioned beliefs by other people, things that we've picked up from society, friends, family, ancestors, stuff in our DNA, there is all sorts that builds up our own thinking pattern. And often it can be really counterproductive for what we want to do. So you think about the thoughts inside your head and often sometimes they can be really nasty. We can be our own mean girl inside our own head. So I want you to think about who is living inside of your head. Who is that? What are they like? Are they cheering you on and they're supporting you? I bet they're not. I bet they're pulling you down. I bet they're making you worry. I bet you want to try something and then they're saying, oh, no, you're not good enough. You can't do that. Why are you bothering trying? Why would you do that, Rachel? What are you trying to do to me? (laughs) Does that sound familiar? Because that is the dialogue that goes on inside my head all the time. And I know I'm not strange. I know that that is what most people face. So when I started to think about it, I thought, who is this person? I spent a lot of time looking at the people around me and detoxing all the drama out of my life. So I went around the people that I spent my mo- most of my time with and I looked at them and I thought, what are they bringing to my life? Are they bringing positivity? Are they bringing um, support? What is it they're bringing? And if they are, then yes, they have a vital role in my life. People who don't bring me that, I started to detach from. 
I don't hang around with them as much as I used to. They're not a bigger part of my life like they used to be because I used to spend a lot of time with them. Their opinions really counted. And then I would walk away feeling quite low. So now I don't put myself in them situations. I surround myself with people who think quite like me or have different opinions, but they're going to inspire me. I don't watch the news. I keep out of drama. All of that stuff, I detox my external environment so that I can be in my highest vibration. But then I'm still left with this person inside my own head, this negative ninny that keeps going on and going on, telling me I'm not good enough, telling me I shouldn't be doing certain things, telling me who am I to start a podcast, who am I to start a business, all of this type of stuff. And I'm there listening to this thought in my head. And I have to start putting protection in in place because this voice inside my head is not me. It's not my intuition. It's not the real me. It's not the real thoughts. It's my primitive brain. It's my reptile brain that wants to kick in and go, you're going to do something dangerous here, pull you back. And I'll pull you back by any means possible because you are stepping out of your comfort zone. So that is that thought inside my head. When that kicks in, I am about to step out my comfort zone or genuinely she might just be a bit bored and she's going on and going on. (laughs) So what I do, I detach myself completely from this voice. I created a person for this voice because I started to think about it and I thought, if this voice was a person, I wouldn't be hanging around with it. I wouldn't be friends with it. It wouldn't be in my circle They just would have been detached and let go of. And I don't mean that harsh, but I know what's good for my energy. And if I'm with someone, you know them people, you've probably worked with them. They're like the fun police. They're soul sucking. You spend five minutes with them. You feel like you've had every bit of life drawn out of you. I would not be hanging around with them type of people. And yet I had this person in my head and she still pops up now and again. So what I did, I detached myself completely. I create that person into a character and you can do the same. So I started to call mine Susan just because when we were younger, you know, it's like sensible Susan. It just rhymes. That was it. It's not anything to do with Susan's a boring or anything like that. So if you're listening to this and you're called Susan, please do not take offence But mine is called Susan and it's just easy because now when Susan pops up, I can tell her to go away. I can tell her I don't need her advice. Thanks very much, Susan, but stop being so sensible. Thanks very much, Susan, but stop being the fun police. All of that. So imagine that. Imagine if you could give your inner voice, that negative ninny, a character. Even if it's negative ninny, call her that, whatever you want to call her. Give her a character because when that thought pattern comes in, we often go off in a trail of thinking and we come out at the worst possible scenario we could ever think of because your negative ninny or your sensible Susan has come in and sucked all of the life, all of the fun, all of the joy out of whatever it was (laughs) that you were trying to do or you were even thinking of. Or often the show up. When you're just having fun, you're having the best day ever and your negative ninny or sensible Susan will pop in and be like, 
you're not meant to have this much fun. Let me think about something that you did five years ago that was absolutely terrible so that now I can drag your day down so you're not having fun anymore. Because that's what she does. She'll come in and she'll have this cap on how much fun you're allowed to have. And you can either listen to Sensible Susan or you can push her away and be like, thanks, Susan, I'm having loads of fun here. I don't actually need you at the minute. And that is what I do now. And how powerful would that be if you could bring that into your own life? Because we all have these caps. We all have our comfort zone. We all have our emotional home. And by that, I mean, we have our little safe place. We have our go-to emotions. And they are often not very nice. If we've lived in a place where our normal emotion is boredom, fear, anxiety, anger, sometimes they become our comfort zone because we're in it so much. For me, I used to be really angry. I would say anger used to be my emotional home because everything just frustrated me. Nothing was ever moving forward. I would just always be angry and it was growing and it was growing and it was breeding. And I had to start to change my emotional home to bring in more joy into my life, to bring in more happiness, to bring in more gratitude. And that is what I did. But that took me leveling up and then leveling up and leveling up. And at each time when I started to feel that joy and happiness, Susan would pop a little head in and try and bring me back or do something that would make me angry. And I'd have to make a choice. I'd be like, no, Susan, I'm having fun. No, Susan, I am feeling grateful now. No, Susan, I am in this place and enjoying it. You can push that anger right away. And that is what I had to do. And each time I did that, I leveled up. Every time I was able to say, no, Susan, I am doing this. I am having fun. I am staying in this place. I would level up. I would stretch out a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. So now anger is not my emotional home. I barely get angry. Like, I don't even remember the last time I got angry. It's just not something I did. I've been with Mike nearly three years now. He would never say that anger is anything in my emotional remit. He would just be like, really? You get angry? You used to get angry? He just doesn't know that person because I'm not there anymore. That is not my emotional home. That is not my thinking pattern because I have stretched it. I have tamed Susan. She now has a leash. She does not get to run the show and she does not get to ruin my day. Now she comes in, they're tricky, these little ego brains. She's now changed it. So she won't bring things in that'll make me angry. She might bring things in that bring frustration or a bit of boredom or a bit of overwhelm, whatever she's feeling like that day. But she'll start to creep them in because as your emotional home gets bigger, and you start stepping into more positive emotions, it means that the negative emotions aren't then as powerful. So they creep in a little bit more. So you think about it, my emotional home used to be anger. That was my go-to place. If I, anything happened, I'd get really angry. That was where I was. Now, I don't really feel that strongly negatively. So maybe if I get on a bad day, I might feel a bit overwhelmed are a bit frustrated. So that's a lot less strong of an emotion than anger. So I've, I've leveled up there. 
even my negative emotions are not as negative as they ever were because I've been stretching my positive. But Susan's cottoned on to this. So she doesn't bring in things that make me angry. She'll bring in things that make me frustrated or overwhelmed. So again, I just need to develop this relationship where I start to notice if I'm suddenly feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, then my think, my thought patterns have wandered off into Susan's thought patterns. That's what's happened. Susan's got me on her wavelength. She's got a little hooks in and she's got me feeling overwhelmed because I've let her thinking come into my mind. But once I cotton on to this, I'm again, no, 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 Susan, we're not having that. What are you trying to do? What was I doing before this thought pattern kicked in? What was I doing before you started to get your little hooks in? Because that's where the magic is. Where was I at before she started dragging me back into my comfort zone? I was at a point of breakthrough. I was at a point of levelling up again and she got scared. Susan had to come in and smother me like a worried mother and a sensible Susan would do. She'll come in and pull me back just to keep me safe, which is very nice of her, but I don't really need it. Imagine how powerful it could be if you start to create this dialogue with your own inner mind. Now, I'm not saying have five different voices going through your head and make it all complicated, but understand that your thoughts are not you. They are not you. They are not true. You don't have to listen to them. What your thoughts are, one thought just pops in and then we attach a meaning to that thought. And that meaning then starts to make us feel something. That feeling then means that we have another thought that will just create that same feeling. We just, we're in this pattern of this bad behavior because it's natural to us. We've got this primitive brain where we're meant to be kept safe. We're meant to not be eaten by the tiger, but we haven't evolved that brain. We are still in this space. It's still life or death situations all of the time. And Susan is the one to come and remind you of them. But we're not in life or death situations anymore. This isn't happening. We're in very safe environments. We're in a very safe place. Obviously, I know COVID has brought up extra anxiety for people. But actually, on a whole, our lives are pretty safe. And we just worry about things because we don't have the old things to worry about now. So we've got new fears that we've created or new fears that Susan's created. Imagine giving your inner voice a character and get this dialogue going with your character. Use your emotions as that trigger. Once you start to feel any negative emotions, your inner voice, that person has kicked in. So what are they kicking in for? How can you tame them? How can you tell them to go away? How can you shift that energy so that you move into a better emotion? Just by telling them, no, 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 Susan, you're not creeping in today. Because even that makes you laugh. It makes me smile every time I say, no, Susan. Sorry, Susan, not today. Because if I'm in a, in a place of negative thinking and then all of a sudden, it pops in. No, Susan, not today. Suddenly I'm laughing. 
I'm like, Susan can do one. I'm not doing this. And I'm laughing. And when I'm laughing, I can't be in a negative emotion. There is no negative emotion that can creep in when you're laughing. That breaks the pattern. It breaks the pattern completely. And my energy has suddenly shifted up. It's genius. It really is. And it really, really works. And it just takes a bit of practice and a bit of dialogue and a bit of strength to go, Susan is not running the show. I'm actually a really fun person. But when Susan, that soul sucker, comes in the death of the party, then I become a little bit boring and I don't want that. I want to be fun. I want to be having a laugh. I don't want Susan coming sucking the life out of me. So that is the dialogue that goes on in my mind. So imagine what you could be having in yours and how much fun you could be having once you let go of your sensible Susan or negative ninny that's in there. So this week, I want to set you a challenge. I want you to think, what is your person called? Just think about what they're like. Imagine if your inner voice turned up at a party. Imagine them walking in. What would they look like? What would they be acting like? Would they be stood in a corner, frowning at everybody with their arms folded like, this isn't fun. I don't know why I even bothered coming here. Don't know anybody. Nobody wants to speak to me. The music is awful. Like, <laughs> What would they be doing? Start to think about this person inside your head. What would they be like outside of you? Imagine their clothes. Imagine their looks. Now, Susan's a good 20 years older than me. She's very dull, very grey, very boring, doesn't dress well, just general dull, very vanilla, nothing like me. So I can totally detach. I can completely just shift the two of us apart. And I know as soon as she walks in, if I'm in a party, I'm walking the other way. I'm not spending my time talking to Susan. She could be a perfectly nice person. But she doesn't do much for my energy and I'm not going to do much for hers. So let's just not combine the two. And that is exactly how I see it. So who is your person? Get them really vivid in your mind. Get them really clear. If they're in a party, what would they be acting like? What is that person like? Are they the bully? You could have the bully inside your head, the mean girls from school. And if you've seen them at a party now, would you want to go and talk to them? No. You'd want to keep away. You'd be like, oh, no, I can't be bothered with that drama. So just detach them in that way. Keep them separate so that when that person comes in, you can be like, no, Susan, you don't get to come to my party. You're not spoiling my fun today. That is powerful in itself. This is the challenge. Imagine what they look like. Give them a name. Imagine them walking into a party and imagine how far away you would want to be from them. The furthest possible way, I would presume, if they were in the kitchen, you're in the living room. You are not spending time with this person. They are complete opposites. So really think about, get them visual and start that dialogue in your mind so that every time them negative thinking and negative thought patterns start to come in and them feelings that try and pull you down and make you feel small, who is that person doing it to you and why are you letting them? Like we said last week, you get to choose who you give that microphone to. And that means inside your own head as well. Pull that microphone back, flip that wire back and pull it off them. Turn the volume right down. 
You don't have to have Susan on high volume. You just have her off. She can pretend she's got the mic. It'll be muted. You won't be able to hear anything. Just have it like that. You control the microphone outside and inside of you. And you don't have to give your Susan the voice. So please start to imagine what yours is called. I would love to know. I'm dying to see all of these names in the Facebook group. So come and join the Manifesting Straight Talk Facebook group and tell me who is your Susan. I would love to know this. And also, how are you getting on pulling that microphone back off them? And give me a bit of a description. Let's get these characters all all dressed up. What are they looking like? What are they walking in the party like? Share it in the Facebook group. We will have so much fun with this. And then that will, will let you put it into your subconscious even quicker. Imagine that if you've put in the Facebook group what your Susan is like, and now you're laughing your head off at how crazy this is, how insane it is that you have listened to this person for that long. So come and share it in the Facebook group. I cannot wait to see and hear who your Susans are and how you get on with this exercise because really, this is a game changer. Once you start to master your own mind, there is no stopping you. If you are able to shut Susan down, there is another level coming, believe me, and I can't wait to see it. So let me know in the Facebook group and I'll catch you next week for another podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Catch me next week for more Manifesting Straight Talk with Rachel Chamley. See you then.